Hello there, this is David Thompson from the Fraser Valley in British Columbia. With a message for those that are hungry and thirsty for reality. They want to discover ultimate destiny and meaning and purpose for their lives and for the reason for which all things consist and exist. And I want to share with you about that and First of all, for those that are new, go to my website at ultimatemeaning.com where you will find a flip book with very original writing by the gift of the Spirit of God through me that is highlighted in a lot of red print that are links to many videos, mostly YouTube videos that are very profound and amazing that back up everything that I'm saying, that it is real, that it is the truth, from many fields of science and archaeology, and you will be amazed at these YouTube videos. They are exceptional. So you check that out. This message is for those that have discovered the meaning and purpose for all that exists for their own lives. And what is that in? It is in the ultimate perfection and manifestation of love who is the one true eternal God. The ultimate trustworthiness is only in this ultimate perfection and manifestation of love. A trustworthiness that is worthy to contain unlimited authority, power, and life without using it in a corrupt way or being corrupted by it and is therefore obviously the source who could only be who God is, this ultimate perfection of love. So I briefly share the good news with those that are new and everyone. But first of all, this love always chooses the highest lasting good over any lesser choice. Because any lesser choice as such would have a measure of corruption in it. This love has such integrity and purity that it is a blazing fire of judgment against all that is contrary to this love. This is the defensive aspect of the being of God's love or the holiness of God. And I want to share with you that this is revealed in nature, in many areas of nature, in the negative and positive symbols. The negative symbol is representative of an indestructible foundation, which is this love and its integrity that requires judgment. It is also representative of cutting off all corruption. And it's from the negative symbol that is formed the ultimate positive or the positive symbol or the symbol of the cross. By the crossing out of the negative symbol, you have the positive symbol, which also is the last letter in the alphabet of the most ancient languages at the very beginning of languages upon the earth including the Hebrew language. It is the symbol of the cross. They used symbols back then. And the symbol of the cross 
meant sign or symbol. So those that try to argue that you shouldn't have symbols of the cross, well, there's one of the best legal arguments there are that takes it right back to the very beginning of time. Yes, God's love is so great that God always had a quality in his being to be able to become a perfect substitutionary, atoning sacrifice, as he did in the time and space realm of this world in Jesus Christ, and take judgment upon himself for us. And this is represented in the crossing out of the negative symbol forming a love that is so great that one cannot comprehend a love that could be possibly greater. When you consider that the creator that created this vast universe, which is almost infinite in its span, we don't know the beginning or the end of it. I mean, the earth is just a little speck of dust in the midst of all the grains of sand and dust on the earth, in the midst of the vastness of this universe in comparison. And it says he humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and the heaven of heavens in the scripture. And yes, he's great enough that he can come down to this little planet and communicate with those that he has created, his creation. He did that in Genesis 18. Abraham is at his tent door in the heat of the day, and he looks up, and there's three men standing before him, probably around 10 feet ahead of him. He recognizes they're not ordinary men, and he makes a wonderful meal for them, and they are all eating and talking. And he addresses one of them as Yahweh, the most sacred name for the one true eternal God. Yes, Jesus Christ came to Abraham and visited him and the other two angels that were with Yahweh at that time went about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and Yahweh went up from Abraham back into heaven. So we have that account in Genesis 18. You see, we believe in one God in three personages because God cannot be God unless he is in three personages because he must be in personage over the three ultimate aspects of existence to rule over all existence. What are those three ultimate aspects? As God the Father, he is beyond creation. As the Son, he is the full expression of God the Father into the time and space creation realm. So you got beyond creation, within creation. And the third aspect is omnipresence, filling all dimensions of existence and time in the creation realm and beyond it with God the Father. And so one must be in personage in these three ultimate aspects to rule as indeed the Almighty's one, which is the word Elohim in the Hebrew meaning Almighty's. And it is common in the Old Testament in English, you use the words Lord God, but in the Hebrew it is Yahweh Elohim, or the I am that I am, the Almighty's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
I want to share with you before I get into this message that I've been going through a great trial. That's why I haven't had that many messages coming up because I was smitten with a massive area on my left shoulder around my left upper back and down the upper part of my left arm and into the left breast area with many sores, which are shingles. And it looked very ugly and it happened. I went to bed, I was fine. I woke up and that was there. And I've been in pain many nights, not being able to sleep. The pain has been, I don't experience the itching. I don't experience the extreme pain of shingles, but overall the pain is very bad. It's like a large, almost one eighth of your body being burned. And so now most of the scabs have fallen off. That happened around July the 4th. That's why I haven't been doing as many messages. It's been difficult. But I want to share with you what I received today by the casting of Lot and also yesterday. And the song that I chose yesterday didn't have strength at that time or to want to preach that message. So I will try to include what I received yesterday as well as today in the message. But I will choose the song that I chose yesterday for the message that was for yesterday. First of all, let us sing that song together. So I'll just begin. Jesus, receive the life that frees us from. 
So I want to share with those that are new also that I seek to speak as the oracles of God these messages because the word of God says in 1 Peter 4.11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. And so that is what I will seek to do because it's also explained in Revelations 19.10, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When we prophesy, we are speaking as the oracles of God, but it comes out of worshiping God in great humility and spirit and in truth out of great love for God, that we are filled with the spirit of God in an overflow beyond ourselves that results in creative utterances that are indeed beyond ourselves. So I will seek to speak this message out of a heart set and a mindset of worship all I do is to choose two chapters by the casting of lot before God using two independent random applications on the internet so that those chapters bear witness with one another as to what God would want me to speak on. And I spend a half an hour reading them, meditating on them, and then I speak, which is what I'm 
about to do now. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm trusting the Spirit of God to speak through me in this short little message. What he is wanting to say to you as an individual and to the body of Christ in this time of such great crisis around the world where the elections have obviously been stolen in the United States by a Marxist coup, a Marxist government that's taken over that is seeking to destroy United States as fast as possible, which is also the same thing that is happening throughout the whole world. Through the excuse of false emergencies such as COVID, and now they're trying to push another one, the monkeypox, which was already pre-planned and we've know where their plans were, and that's all another topic. I'm not going to get into that. So, in this hour of crisis, we are needing a jubilee from this terrible oppression and tyranny that is seeking to take over the world. And I do believe this is about to come, that God will show up on the scene and bring deliverance so that there will be a mighty harvest of souls as never before in history, before the coming of Jesus Christ. I want to just share with you now the two chapters I received today from the Word of God and yesterday as well. Yesterday, first of all, I received... Philippians 3 and Deuteronomy 15. Now, I couldn't really reconcile those two chapters at first. I wondered, well, God, are you really, what are you saying here? Where's the theme in these two chapters? So I cast lots a third time and got a very strong confirmation because you see Deuteronomy 15 is about Jubilee. It is about the captives being set free. Well, then, when I cast the third time, I got Leviticus 25, which is even more about Jubilee than Deuteronomy 15, though they are both very focused on the captives being set free. And Philippians 3 is about Paul the Apostle, who says that he would count all things but dung that he might gain Christ. He counts all his righteousness as a Pharisee and so on. All of it is dung. That he might be found in him not having his own righteousness, but the righteousness that is of God. And we do know that it says in Hebrews that we are to labor to enter the rest, for there is a rest for the people of God. And he that is entered to that rest has ceased from his own works, even as God did from his. And so the Sabbath was the time representative of God enjoying the creation that he created and brought to perfection. Now today, what did I receive? I received Isaiah 40 and Lamentations 4, and those two chapters definitely confirm one another. And so I want to read some of the verses, first of all, that are in Lamentations 4 that go with Isaiah 40. In Lamentations 4, 6, which is a chapter of judgment upon the nation of Israel, 
Reread this, for the punishment of the iniquity of the daughter of my people is greater than the punishment of the sin of Sodom that was overthrown as in a moment, and no hands stayed on her. And then we go on to read in verse 22. The punishment of thine iniquity is accomplished, O daughter of Zion. He will no more carry thee away into captivity. He will visit thine iniquity, O daughter of Edom. He will discover thy sins. It goes on. So God is promising Israel, I've allowed you to experience very, very, very great judgments. But now, the time has come when your iniquity has been purged through these judgments. And you've turned to me and I am going to bring you into a place of liberty, of jubilee. And so the other chapter that goes with Lamentations 4 is Isaiah 40, which says, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. He giveth power to the faint. This is in Isaiah 40, continuing in verse 29 to 31. And to them that have no might, he increases strength, even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And then I skip down to verse 22 to 24, and I read, after I wipe the tears from my eyes, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, or the sphere of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as the tent to dwell in, that bringeth the princes to nothing, that maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted, yea, they shall not be sown, yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth, and he shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither, and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. And this is speaking to me, about the globalist elite that are now seeking to take over the world and do mass extermination upon the earth to bring the population of the world down from 7 billion to 1 billion and possibly as little as 500 million. They talk openly about doing this. You can watch them on video. And they are the ones that own 70 some odd percent of all the wealth of everything that's in the world are controlling all the people like Klaus Schwab. And then under Klaus Schwab, there's the World Economic Forum that Trudeau is a devout disciple of, and Macron and many others, many millionaires and billionaires. And they have their agenda. And it's an agenda that has allowed vaccines to come out. They're killing multitudes of people. The people that have two or more vaccines are dying in droves now. And it will increase far more. 
the morgues are already filled. You can see the statistics from insurance companies, an increase in death of 40%. You can see the whistleblowers that have downloaded the most accurate statistics from the U.S. Army. Neurological damage, including death from neurological damage, has gone up in the U.S. Army 1,080%. In the last short while, five jets crashed because the pilots were neurologically damaged, most likely, as that is way beyond normal. There's been over 300 athletes that have dropped dead, and just this last weekend, three dropped dead from myocarditis, which is caused by these vaccinations. There's been well over 100 airline pilots that soon after they got the vaccine dropped dead. And now there's many of them that are afraid to let people know they're fighting some serious health conditions from these vaccines because they don't want to lose their jobs. But that could result in tragic plane crashes. And the list goes on. And we see these evil elite people trying to take away the farmer's property and so on in the Netherlands. And now Trudeau wants to do it here in Canada. And so the list goes on and they're vaccinating children. And now the coffins for little children, the statistics of those coffin purchases has gone way up. So we know many little children are dying from these vaccinations. This is a time when God wants to bring deliverance in your life as an individual and in your nation and in the nations of the world. And so I mentioned Hebrews. Yes, how often we start out in our own righteousness. And it seems we have to go through a process of working that out so that we cease from our own ways and enter into God's ways. Our pride needs to be broke. Our self-sufficiency. We need to enter into a place of contrition and brokenness in our hearts before God. It is not something you can manufacture. A deeper conversion like Peter after he denied the Lord. And there are deeper and deeper conversions. And our love relationship with God, with me, he's had to break me. I ask God why when I'm praying almost three hours and many times three hours a day. Seeking you, would you give me something like this when it just stands in the way of me wanting to do evangelism and plant churches, which is what I'm planning to do soon. Just about to finish my book on life after death, very close to finishing it. It's a very in-depth, highly researched book that is far different than most of the books out there that are bestsellers because it answers the hard questions that they don't answer. Even the very bestsellers are are wishy-washing over a lot of things about life after death that are deceptive. My book goes into it and finds really solid, good answers. But that's not to get into that. But to say this, that God is about to come on the scene. For those that through these trials learn to have unconditional love and trust in him doesn't mean in your weakness that you won't question God and be upset. But you turn to him and you repent. And you come to a place of brokenness and surrender of unconditional love. As Paul the Apostle said, 
we were pressed out of measure so that we even despaired of living. But it was that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God that raises the dead. And in this hour, God is putting many of us through the crucible of trials, and there are many attacks coming on the elect. But it is that we might be purified and made white as snow, and might be brought into the place of such union with God, that the greater works and the mightier works of God would operate through us. Because we finally died, fully died, to the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we've been baptized afresh in the love of God to take authority over the works of the enemy. In our own individual lives and corporately, he is going to bring his people together to fulfill John 17 as never before in Christian community around the world. And that is why I've written the book called God Headship and Body Invasion that you can get on Amazon.com. It's written by me, the author, David James Thompson. And it is all about what you can do in your assembly. To not limit the fullness of the headship of Christ from inhabiting your local assembly so that the fullness and the glory of God comes down. There's no time in this hour of crisis when there's the danger of nuclear war there's a bio-warefare attack by China upon the nations of the world through these vaccinations and by the elite working with China and by the news media, which has been infiltrated for the last 30 years by the Chinese Communist Party and the global elitists and others, not just them, but all the important influences in society, the top banks, the top media, etc. But we know that God is going to take this wicked seed that is seeking to rule the world and to bring the masses into total bondage, and he is going to bring judgment upon them and bring deliverance in the land. And he is calling us as his people to be prepared by seeking him and repenting and becoming again his house of prayer and his house of holiness. Get this book. It's got very good suggestions in it. Will help support me. I'm in serious debt now. That's the other thing. I, it's in control. I'm doing things and taking action. And I do have many domain names that could sell in the next while as well. But I can't be certain of that. But I want you to know I'm believing for deliverance. Because the main reason I got in debt was because I was putting my time in prayer first and didn't. If I focused on making money, I would have been a millionaire a long time ago. I know that. But my focus wasn't money. It was seeking first the kingdom of God with a life of much prayer and time in the word of God. And so God is going to deliver me. He is going to exalt his name. He is going to magnify his name in those that have been faithful and put him first. So I'm calling you as an individual and you as God's people. Learn to wait on him as it says here in Isaiah. Because those are the ones that will renew their strength when things are going to be happening in the world that are going to weary us very rapidly. When there's food shortages, when there's no heat in the winter, or if that is even allowed to go that far, I'm hoping deliverance comes well before then 
are we going to be those that learn to wait on him, to be still, to know that our strength is in being still and knowing that he is God until we sense his leading, his peace, his direction, his impartation of wisdom to guide our ship rightly through the storm to the harbor of refuge in the presence of the Almighty by learning to be in the presence of the Almighty that fills all the world so that Christ could say in the ship, peace be still, because there was peace even in the storm of the presence of God. And all he had to say is that the presence that was in the storm that gave peace was also the presence that could cause the storm to still and be at peace. And when we know a peace in him that is out of arrest in him that is unconditional in faith, and moral persuasion in who he is, we can rise up in his power and authority and say, peace, be still. And bring jubilee in our lives and jubilee in our church and jubilee to our city and to our nation out of a delight and a love to find our refuge and our satisfaction, not in the loves of the world, but in the love of God. May we repent of the things that have robbed us of the presence of God, that have quenched our thirst for him in the gods of amusement that absorb so much of our time and energy and misdirect it that should have been in waiting on him. The gods of pleasure and materialism. It doesn't mean that we're not responsible to look after ourselves and our family. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's a sin if you watch sports, but it is if you stumble into those things so they take up all your time and energy instead of the kingdom of God. God bless you and thank you for listening to this message.